Who is God? What does the Bible mean? Why am I lying? What is God's will? I want to understand. Reconnect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Reconnect, the official podcast of Shincheonji, or in English, New Heaven, New Earth. You're listening to Ray, and I am here with my awesome co-host, my cohort, my co-partner, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> hey, I'm a cohort. I'm a whole bunch of people. Hey, everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I, just, I just wanted an excuse to use cohort <laughs> in a recording. <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited to be here with you all again. And That's right. We got a banger for today. We got a banger, man. You know, we're coming off of our live episode, which was a great time to be able to uh, have the opportunity to talk to you guys live and to do something new. And hopefully it'll, it'll be something that we have the opportunity to do again. But, you know, let's get into today's episode. Yeah. So did you know that God actually lost wars? Okay. Elaborate on that a bit. All right, so we were talking about this whole conflict, right? This whole mm, conflict mm. between the two types of spirits, God and, and Satan. And this started actually 6,000 years ago when you had yeah. Adam, right? And during that time, God told Adam one thing. Satan told Adam pretty much the opposite of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and... Adam was like, hmm, I'm going to listen to Satan, right? And through that, and through that, God lost one of the first battles recorded. And then you fast forward, right? You fast forward a little bit, a few generations, and you see Noah. And through that time as well, there's a battle and sin enters again. Fast forward again, multiple times actually during the Israelites, but the biggest one is during Solomon. Right? Yeah. That's a and, good and then God loses that battle again, that war again. And now, what does it really mean that he loses wars, right? Because I don't want to make it seem like God is just this, this big, big loser or anything like that, right? Because... We don't want to worship a loser, right? And right. the creator, the creator can't be a loser. But what he ended up losing in the process of these wars is um, his his reign, him reigning over his creation. He lost that, right? Because yeah. Adam actually gave it. Every single time people chose to have another spirit reign over them, right? And he actually lost his creation. Right. Because, again, every single time his creation, his people, us, we chose to go with Satan every single time. Right. And again, if you haven't listened to the previous recording, you might get a little bit lost. So really, really, I encourage you to really listen to the previous recording because this battle that they're actually doing, it's not like. Mm you know, magical ba- powers going back and forth, right? It's just like, like, you know, it's not anything like any of the wizard <laughs> shows or <laughs> anything that you might see on TV or in the yeah, movies. Yeah, no, no one's f- fighting against each other with the force or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, there we go, the force. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not happening, right? So, like, to understand what how they're actually fighting you have to remember the previous episode where we talked about the spiritual world and the physical world and how Mm. the physical world um is really kind of following what happens in the spiritual world right and that's right depending on what spirit is leading the flesh it kind of determines also the actions that they have it definitely determines the word that they have right and so this Mm. battle that is going on is actually a battle between words right and when i say when i say did god lost wars let's just say there's one big war and it's called it's hmm. called religion and there's many battles there you go yeah. and god has been losing a lot of battles oh yeah 
I mean, right. I, I think. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to cut you off there, but you know, the, the the thing I think about is, you know, when we look at the history of warfare, we have so many examples of like master strategists. You know, you can have Alexander the Great, or you know, Hannibal with his elephants going over the Alps, or um, who am I thinking? Like Julius Caesar, yeah. Napoleon, whatever. You know, General Patton in World War Two, whatever it might be. There's there's so many more, so much more than that, um, than those examples. But you know, I like to think of God as that master strategist, and that the Bible contains His ultimate plan for victory from start to finish. And like you know, that. we have to have a yeah, we have to have a complete understanding of the of the word in order to be able to know that plan and follow it and, and be on that side of victory, which is what it, the ultimate outcome is going to be. And the problem with the problem with any master strategist, and, and this is not a problem on their end, it's the fact that they have to have soldiers mm. to to work that plan out, to listen to commands and be obedient to them so that that victory can be obtained. And if we look through the history of the Bible, and I know that you were just mentioning it when in, when talking about battles that God has lost, it's it's a result in, in each case, whether it's Adam's time, Noah's time, Solomon's time, it's that obedience that ended up being dropped. God kept his end of, of the covenants that he made. You know, he kept his plan going, but it's the people that he entrusted with. Um, so many of them just could not follow it. Um, which, you know, has, has led throughout, through generation to, to generation, you know, to what we see today. But um, you actually make a really good point. Like with what we talk about from what we see today, right? Mm, uh, because a lot of, a lot of Christians actually believe that God already won. Yes. Right. Totally, a lot totally. of Christians believe that God already won, but there's a distinct difference between God declaring that he will win and that he won. There's a big difference, mm. right? Mm. Because if I'm going to the store, I'm in that process, right? It's not the same right. as me being in the store. Right. It's a process, right? And if I, if I'm thinking that God already won, then what is there for me to do to help God? How can I be a soldier in this battle for God? Right? I would be doing it nothing because oh, the war is over. God already won. Yeah. There's no point <laughs> for me to fight, right? I can take my armor off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need my sword. I don't need my shield, whatever. You know? <laughs> exactly. Right. But actually, and in the way that you would know it is by knowing which spirit is actually in control of the world. Hmm. Right. Right. And this is, again, this touches Very on true. what we went over last episode as well. But, you know, which spirit is actually in control of the world is clearly clearly Satan. Yeah. Not only not only physically when you look at the death, the suffering, the pain, the mourning, the crying, everything that's yeah. going on. Right? Not only the physical aspect of it, but also when you look in Luke chapter four, Matthew chapter four, it talks about mm -hmm. Satan even brags. Brags. He boasts and he even tells the son of God that if you bow down to me, if you worship me, then I can give you everything, all the kingdoms of the world, for they That's have right. been given to me, right? Mm. Obviously, they were given by Adam, when yeah. Adam chose God. I just have to have to clarify when Adam chose Satan. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't want people to think that God gave it to him. Adam gave uh, Satan the world by his decision and continuously people continuously have been giving it to him right yeah and, and it's it's so apparent within the scriptures and it's so apparent within the physical are actually physically seeing things right mm. and, and this this is really important because we also have to really check ourselves we have to really like check our mentality as well because how many times do we say why me god oh man why why did this happen god why did you allow yeah. 
for this baby to be born like this? Why did you allow for people to be in this type of situation? Right? We're blaming. Yeah. Yeah. We're blaming God when God is actually not at fault for those things. He's actually in this battle, right? And us as soldiers, right? We're supposed to be fighting with him. We're supposed to be his co-workers, right? According to 1 Corinthians 3. You know, it's really really interesting. It's, I, I think oftentimes we don't really think about the responsibility that we have as believers. And, and <laughs> the, the responsibility that we have and the ramifications, like if we if we don't have an understanding and, and if we don't have understanding, first of all, and, and if yeah. we don't take if we don't take, um, you know, the commands the, that were given to us by God, if we don't take them seriously, what the ramification ramification of that is, because you were you were mentioning before about Adam. And I think that especially for people like myself who has been like a Christian, you know, quotation mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd say originally Christian with quotation marks and then eventually just Christian, you know, if, if that makes sense. But um, when, when you go back and you think about Adam's sin, it just seems like someone who just made a mistake. It's, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Yep. But in actuality, the authority that was given to Adam it right. is something that is so was so valuable so that from the outside perspective you know from us generations and generations later it might it's easy to to look at it and seem it might seem like such a small thing but it's it's huge and in that sin that <laughs> that one act of disobedience you know losing all that authority and, and giving it over to satan and you know if we look at actually romans uh 5 12 it talks about how how death has actually entered through one man, that man being yep. Adam. So the Amen. the whole cycle of blame, that bad rap that God has gotten for so long, that 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 has that narrative that kind of has been existing far before either one of us were born, or our parents are born, or our grandparents, so on and so forth. Um, that narrative is one that we it's, it's so unfair to attribute it to God. Um, you know, why do we have all this pain and hurt and sickness in the world? Um, where, in, in fact, it is the responsibility of those who are chosen or who claim to to be following, you know, God's command. It's 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 their responsibility to follow, to know his commands and follow them to a T so that we don't end up, you know, in a situation like this. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely right. Because when we see all of this as well, like one might even ask, well, why are they fighting? Right? Because right. it like, oh, it's such a simple thing. God said, don't eat from this tree. Adam ate from the tree, right? Like you said, it might seem like it's, it's a trivial thing. Yeah. But if you keep that same mindset, you could kind of say that about every single time people betray right mm-hmm. it was just a small little thing it was just a small it was just a golden calf it was Sorry. just you know it, like we we just didn't believe you know it actually escalated at the time of those small little mm. things escalated to, at the time of the first coming as well right um mm. it became something small and it actually snowballed into something really huge in terms of them uh crucifying uh Yes, yes. Crucify I don't you we can say crucifying the son of God, but they didn't really just stop there. They crucified people who believed as well. They killed people mm-hmm. who believed. They murdered people who believed. Mm-hmm. And so That's right. One might ask, why are they doing all of this? Why is this going on? And again, we have to really think it's not the physical people that are doing these things. Right. Of Mm. course. Now, let me clarify. Of course, the physical people are doing these things. Yes. (laughs) Now, to talk spiritually, it is not the people that are doing these things. It is actually Mm. the spirit that is leading these people that are um, 
deceiving these people to do these things, right? Mm. You hit it really on on the, the head earlier when you said when you were talking about the the two spirits, right? Right. And how God is the creator, right? And Satan wants that creation. Satan wants to reign and rule over, right? Mm. So he, Satan is actually fighting just like wars in the the physical world. They start over what? Land. They start for some type mm. of resource. Territory. Territory, right. some type oh, yeah, of resources. dominance. Yeah. Mm. And people also factor into that resource, right? Because people want to control other people as well, right? And so there is something to gain physically in that aspect, mm. right? But spiritually, Satan wants that. But yeah. it's God's. And God is not a pushover, right? And God is not just going to allow for all of these things to happen, right? So while they're fighting for that that land, again, if I'm speaking figuratively, then I need to be able to refer to the Bible and actually make sure what we're saying according to the Bible is actually accurate. And so when we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, which I mentioned earlier, verses 9 and 16, (laughs) we can actually see that people are actually referred to as buildings, as temples, as fields, yes. Yes. right? And in that regard, we can actually clearly see even the spirit and even the spirits are fighting for these resources. The spirits are fighting for these lands and the land is us. But however, where is this battle taking place? <laughs> Um, well, if you would have asked me, <laughs> um, I won't say how many years ago, but if you would if you would have asked me a very long time ago, or or let me let me let me extend it beyond that, if you would ask me, my family, my church, <laughs> we would have all said, oh, it'll, it'll it's this battle is happening, you know, um, at in, at this. <laughs> at this mosque it's, it's happening you know yeah. with, with these with these atheists it's happening with these you know with these this people these agnostics at this nightclub yes exactly yeah. you know it's, it's happening with the kids with the drugs so. mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah, or even or or even you or even you might say that's happening like in in some kind of physical war you know with a with a country that's not the u.s and i'm not i'm not trying to get political that's just you know, me as an American, that's that. Those are some things that I heard. You know, I want to actually chime in really quickly, and you, oh, you get it okay. right back. But if you currently think like this, right? If you currently think like this, I also thought like this as well. We're not mm. making fun, right? We're not no. making fun, especially we're not making fun of you or anything like that, right? The whole point is for us to continuously grow to continuously That's learn right. and be able to look back at the things that we believed in and have a good a good time from it right because we repented right. we we learned the correct way and we, we continuously move forward right so again don't feel offended if you do please don't this is no ill intentions we're doing everything from love and just want to continue to move on so you were telling us where this battle is actually happening hmm um, you know, it might not be that big of a, my answer might not be that big of a surprise if you actually listen to a few of our episodes, especially in season one, we, we touch a tiny bit on this point, but the battle is actually happening um, within the church and specifically within Christianity. Um, and you, your question might, you know, the question someone might have is like, well, like, why would, why would it be Christianity? Well, let's, well, let's think about it. According to the Bible, where would God's people be? In church, yeah. Where would they be in there? In church, if we look in the New Testament, <laughs> um, the fact that God sent His Son Jesus, and from that point, from actually, you know, I've been I've been reading the Book of Acts a lot lately, and and just seeing believers in the, um, you know, in the the way as it was called at the time, you know, these right. these early Christians, um, starting churches and going out to spread the gospel and things like that, and you know, here we are roughly 2000 years later um again where would the believers be they would they would be within church 
and specifically Christianity. This this is where you would find them. You, you mentioned First Corinthians three, um, you know, verse nine and sixteen. In verse sixteen, it actually says that you know you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit you know lives in you. So if we as a believer are God's temple, <laughs> um, wouldn't Satan want us? Wouldn't Satan want the, the very thing that God values, the very thing that God actually ideally wants to put his spirit in so that Absolutely. he can use it for his purposes? So that's exactly what Satan wants. And that's something that actually is not brand new. It's something that's extended from his very fall. Like if we actually look way back into um, uh, Isaiah chapter 14. Mm. In uh, Isaiah chapter 14, we have a very good description of actually um, who Satan is. And I know we talked about this on a previous episode, but um, just as a little bit of a recap, <laughs> there's a question that I've heard before. It's like, oh, well, God created Satan. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, not at all. No. Uh, <laughs> God did not create Satan. Um, the corruption... The decision to rebel against God was one that um, Satan, who originally known as, as Lucifer, um, this is the decision that he made because of his own desires within his heart, his own jealousy, and made that decision in his own, I guess, hubris to go against God and to want to be not just like God, but better than God. And from that very point, from that very decision that he made, and to, to rebel against God, um, this entire struggle kind of like, well, this is kind of, this struggle has been continuing. Like the ramifications of that rebellion has continued ever since. Um, just uh, as much as it has been since, um, you know, physically death entered into the world through that decision that Adam made to not be obedient to God. So um, it's a struggle. It's a, a war that has gone on for such a long time that it's it's easy to to miss the, <laughs> the reality of it and to think that this is, like I was talking about from the very top of this episode, this kind of balance that we're supposed to be, have this balance between good and evil, like this kind of beautiful struggle. It's not <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. And in the sense of someone saying, well, you know, Satan is, uh, evil is necessary. I will, I will entertain mm. it only in this one regard. Since we've had it, for the past 6,000 years, the only reason why it's necessary is to see what life would be like without God. So once God comes back, we will never want to go back to how life was without him. Wow. That's the only Amen. way that I can ever see that he is necessary in some rhyme, reason, or fashion. Right. Mm. That's the only way I can see it. And as we're listening, or as you guys are listening, I should say, it's something for us to really think about, right? If if God is supposed to be leading us, obviously from church, God will choose to lead us through the head pastor. And then from there, it trickles down to, all the way down to the congregation members, right? Right. But again, if this is the battlefield where things are being taken place, that means also Satan is going to be trying to get that head pastor as well, just like he tried to get Jesus, right? And so I always need to reflect upon my environment, right? The church yes. I'm going to, the pastor I'm listening to, if I'm in the Bible study, the Bible teacher that is teaching me. I need to reflect. Do I just reflect with myself or looking online for some search engines to verify if what they're saying is right or maybe reading some forums? You can do all of those things, right? You can, honestly, you can do all of those things. But yeah. what's the standard? What's the standard of knowing if something's right 
or wrong. Yeah. It's only the word. It's Amen. only the word. If it's not the word, you can be fooled. So you mm. always have to continuously check. Continuously check. Like, sure, if you want to Google, you can Google. You want to do any search engine, do your search engine. Search engine away. <laughs> but that doesn't help your spirit. It does. It's Amen. a waste of time. Mm. It's a waste of time. Mm. Right? Mm. And so... We, 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 we talked about when this war started. We talked about what this war is. We talked about why they're fighting, why this war is going on. I want to dive into, I want to dive into how, right? Mm. We want to, we want to, we want to touch on all these aspects of good journalism, Right to really can, to bring this this gospel to bring this good news, right? Amen, to amen. really be able to bring this good news to our listeners, right? Like the only truthful, truthful podcast, you know. So we really have to bring this this good news continuously. So I really want to dive into how this fight is going on, and we touched on it a little bit earlier about um, the word. Right. And how this fight, this battle is going on with the word. But I remember you told me uh, off the air before we, we started recording. Okay. I remember you told me a story. It has something to do with Ephesians 6 and armor. And it was a really interesting story. <laughs> I think I think I think our listeners should really, really hear this story. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I <laughs> I was expecting to share share it on the recording, but no, that's good because um, it, it does actually tie into what we're talking about. Um, so, as as I mentioned many times, uh, I I grew up in a, a, a very Christian home, um, you know, very <laughs> very conservative Christian home. But um, one thing that um, I was actually recently reminded of um, when I was talking um, to um, one of my siblings. Is that every morning <laughs> uh, when I was about five or six years old, and, and I actually my my younger sister is like about a year and a half younger than me. Um, every morning we'd wake up, and the first thing uh, that my mother would actually have us do is to put on our armor of God. <laughs> so yeah, so from Ephesians six. So if you're not familiar with it, you know you can look at Ephesians six and find it. It's actually. Um, pretty famous um especially for me growing up as a kid so you know she's like all right put on your belt of truth <laughs> fasten that breastplate of righteousness you know put on a helmet of salvation where's your sword ah, sword of the spirit <laughs> Check. and uh oh you can't go into battle without your shield where's your shield ah i got my shield of faith okay cool and and that's how we would start our days for like Wow. Um, I mean, it, it definitely—it's not something that extended, you know, <laughs> through like a middle school, and high school. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a little strange. I don't know. I don't actually. I don't want to judge anyone. I'm not gonna say it's strange. Uh, for me, <laughs> maybe that would be. But in yeah, your environment, were, yeah. yeah, in my environment. But when we were really little, that was that was a morning routine, you know, wow. to, to make sure that we're, pre- we're prepared to. Uh, Go out into the world, I guess, physically and spiritually, I suppose, you know. Mm. Yeah. Wow. What would you would you still if you had a, a, a child now, would you do that with your child? Oh wow, that's uh, hmm. um if you, not you know. why? And if so, why? Oh <laughs> you know what? Um Okay, so just thinking from like the perspective of a kid, um, and then being a parent, I, I actually, you know what, I would I would say yes, and but, I, I mm, I'll say There's yes. There's a caveat. There's a caveat. There's definitely a caveat, um, because growing up, we knew what the um, the armor of God was, you know. Mm-hmm. So like when we got a little bit older and we could actually read Ephesians six for ourselves and we could find it for ourselves. Oh, okay, cool. There, there it is. You know, so yeah, I, I I think that's something that I would continue if you know if I had kids, but I would want them to have the understanding mm-hmm. of what that armor is, not just not just the knowledge of it. You know, it, it's easy to like mime 
<laughs> your, your your mother or your father and you know you kind of mind putting on armor and things like that but i feel like that's one of those things that you have a child do so that they can have like a connection to the word and maybe a desire to go deeper into the word mm-hmm. when they get older when they're old enough to really you know the brains are a little bit more formed and they can actually have an understanding of what that means and, and that's something that by extension i'd say that for all of us as believers you know there 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 might have been many things that we we might know of vaguely or many maybe even some things that we do without full understanding of what it actually means and i'd say that if you find yourself in that camp you know i'm not saying that you're six years old or anything like i was <laughs> but but i think when we really think about it you know what are what are those things that you're doing without really having an understanding of what they are and so that's why the word is actually there so that you can actually open it up read it for yourself and and test and see like is this something that is what i've been doing for years as a christian even like you know in the bible (laughs) at all and if it is you know and if it is okay what does what is the bible really trying to tell me What, what what am i really supposed to be getting um, from from the word, you know, what am I supposed to be applying to as someone who wants to be obedient to God? So, um, I, I hope that I hope that kind of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because it's great to get the involvement, especially uh, someone extremely young. Maybe they can't really reason well, but they can they can know some things, right? Yeah. But then trying to and then also giving them a little bit deeper understanding. Actually, what you said was actually really profound. It was actually really deep. Right. Because it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's not just about, like you said, miming and like following the actions and putting Mm. on like, you know, pretending like you're actually putting on that armor. Right. Because all of those things actually mean something. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not physical. Because we talked about how we have to be those soldiers of God, right? We have to be those soldiers. But if we're out running running out to the battlefield, right, to fight, right, we're running out in, say, a physical aspect, a physical sense. We're running in, into war or soldiers are running into infantry, right? Yeah. They're going in, inside. What are they wearing? Mm. They're definitely not wearing pajamas, <laughs> right right they're def- they're definitely not wearing casual or business attire right they're not wearing war attire and That's everything right. that they have on is to help them on that battlefield every mm-hmm. single thing even the colors in which they're wearing the clothes right if it's camouflage like to blend in with the background right everything that they do or all black at night right everything that they do is intentional for winning that goal every single thing and likewise spiritually when we're going into this battle what are we wearing what are we wrapping around our heart what are we wrapping around our mind Right. What are we wrapping around our, our our spirit to protect our spirit from when Satan is actually attacking it? And this yes. only one thing really is worded in a whole bunch of different ways. But it's really only one thing. And it's God's word. Amen. It's God's word. Amen. God's word is the only thing. That could protect us from Satan. You know how you, you know how you watch like movies and like you like vampire like movies maybe like oh, Blade, man. and then you watch like other Blade is a throwback maybe. It, it, is, it is a throwback, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, or I guess Twilight. I never watched Twilight, but I know it's a vampire like movie. I, you know, I will not confirm or deny whether I've watched you know <laughs> a few of the Twilight films. I will not confirm or deny. But, so I'm yeah. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how the vampires die, right? Because in certain movies, vampires die in certain different ways. Just like in zombie movies. Some some zombie movies, Game of Thrones and others, they die in different ways. It's it's com- yeah. It's, what it's protects you from film to film. Yes, yeah. what protects you could be garlic, what could protect you mm. could be silver, what protects you could be wood. It can really change. Holy water. Right? 
holy water, right? It yeah. can change. But in this situation, when it comes to the war between God and Satan, there's only one thing that can protect us, and it doesn't change. It doesn't change no matter if we're talking about the Old Testament. It doesn't change if we're talking about the New Testament. It is only God's word, right? Amen. However, just like when we have wars, in the physical sense, not every soldier is able to make it back. And I'm, I'm not talking about the ones that, that die on the battlefield. I'm talking about the ones who get captured. Uh, right? We have POWs, prisoners of right. war. Right? In the in a, a physical sense. Right? And depending on the time, depending on the country that captured the prisoners, or I should say the opposition's soldiers, right? The POWs. Depends yeah. on really how they treat them. Right? In a spiritual sense, there are also POWs. And Honestly, mm. just speaking frankly, I was a POW. <laughs> I'm I was a hundred percent in Satan's camp. Had no idea though. Had mm. really no idea that I was in, in Satan's camp, right? Just living my life, not knowing the word, essentially. Yeah. Not really caring too much, right? I'm in this spiritual battle that I didn't even really know that existed. Right? I'm kinda like walked on the battlefield. <laughs> right, walked on the battlefield with the wrong clothes, and I walked to the wrong side. They captured me, and I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting, like basically spiritually in a cell that Satan has the key. Like Satan is like holding me and, and hostage. The, the fact that you didn't recognize it, or even for myself, it's the same situation. But the fact that we didn't recognize it, you know, that's the scary yeah. part. And, yeah. and you know what's even scarier? You know how we talked about earlier when some people say, oh, why me, God? Or why mm. is the world like this, God? And start blaming God, right? We start to kind of do that while we're, as, while we're captured as this POW, in a sense. And then not only that, we start to get Stockholm Syndrome, right? We start <laughs> to actually fall yes. in love with yes. our capture without wow. us actually knowing it. Right? Without us actually knowing it, we start calling Satan God. Without us mm. actually knowing it. And to give some people a, 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 a reference or a frame yeah. of mind for what, what I'm yeah. talking about, right? So at the time of the first coming, right, Jesus was there. And clearly we all know, there's no argument, that Jesus is sent from God. Jesus is God's son, right? Clearly. So obviously obviously jesus is going to be speaking on behalf of god right everything that he says however there was opposition there was opposition to jesus actually also to god there's opposition and they're actually saying the opposite things of jesus some things might be a little bit similar but they don't want to admit those things right Mm. and as a result in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus actually says that their father is the devil. Yeah. Jesus also yeah. tells them that if you if you uh, knew the scriptures, if you followed the scriptures, if you follow what Moses wrote, then you would believe in me. Yeah. Right? But what, what did they start doing? Right? From Moses' time, there was no denominations. Mm-hmm. But by the time Jesus came, we start to see different denominations, right? That's right. And we also start to see them going against God and claiming the ones that they are worshiping, the spirits that they are worshiping is, in fact, the true God. And that Jesus is demonic, that Jesus has an evil deity, right? They actually Mm. say he's demon-possessed. Yes. Right? They start yeah. to have this Stockholm syndrome from when Satan captured them. They fall so deeply in love with the spirit that is capturing him by worshiping him and praising him, right? And they refuse, they refuse to actually um, check. And it's really like how I said earlier, it's not the people doing the things is really that spirit having such a strong grasp. Yeah. But does that mean we're hopeless? 
No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Not at Not all. Not at all. It's especially if you're hearing this, right? Because maybe we never maybe you never thought about this. Mm. Right? Maybe we never thought about it. It's one thing you could like brush it aside, ah, oh, this is what? I never heard that stuff before. That's like that's out of here. Right? But if it's right and you just easily brush it off without verifying, then what happens? Are you furthering that Stockholm syndrome? Are you escalating it up to another level? We have to verify, don't we? We have to. It's. Mm, mm, very, oh, I really like that a lot. Um, <laughs> because I mean that's the that's the thing. It's it, it's the verifying that is so crucial for believers to do, and. You know, it's it's something that everyone must do. Everyone must do. Everyone. But because who Satan is targeting specifically are believers, it's even more like urgent that if you have that desire to man, I really, I really want to know what God's God's heart is. I really want to know what God's plan is. You know, I really I really want to make sure that I'm not following him just out of repetition out of routine um, because of tradition because it was something that that I was born into because it's easy for each of us to do that right but it's the verifying that is so so important because you cannot look at something at face value just like you were mentioning about how um, these the Pharisees and teachers of the law were the people that at that time where they were they were the people that were supposedly the gold standard for believers. <laughs> they were they were the people that that were supposed to be the ones who knew the law from every single angle. And they're the ones you, that you were supposed to go to to be able to hear <laughs> you know um the scripture scriptures from, right? Which yeah. which is yeah, to hear God's word from. But so much time had passed that they didn't realize that they were just adding their own thoughts, their own values, their own traditions into it until it was just a mess of mixed messages, mixed teaching. And if it's not pure, it's not of God. So this is why, and, 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 and you know, I, I bring this up. <laughs> I've definitely brought it up on previous episodes and, I, and I've done it outside of, <laughs> outside of the, the, um, our recordings too. But, you know, Acts 17, <laughs> why did Paul yes. talk about the Bereans being of such noble character? It's not because they had some kind of like morality that was better than the other people that he visited, exactly. visited while he was out spreading the gospel. It's not because like they, <laughs> they kept their houses or their, their clothing or appearance were a certain way. It's not because of what they <laughs> ate or anything like that. It's because that when he came to them, which something that he told them was from God, and he taught them the scriptures that the very first thing they did was to open up the scriptures themselves to verify if what he said was true. Amen. And it's like, maybe it's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction where it's like, well, oh, I can't believe that they, why wouldn't they just accept that what he said was true? What he was saying was the word of God. No, because, well, God doesn't want any of us. He doesn't want any person to just believe him based on face value. He wants us to know. He wants us to understand because by knowing, by understanding, we have that opportunity to actually know the reason why we should follow him. Amen. You know, and that's something that is so crucial for us as believers. So if you have that heart, if, if you've been saying it for years or maybe, or even if you're, if, um, for all of us, right. If, if you've had that that question um, and, and that desire, rather, like, oh, man, I, I really, really, really want to make sure that I'm, I'm following God. I want to make sure that my life is in that direction completely. Then then verify using the word, not taking things at face value is so true because you cannot just look at the appearance. The the um, just like you were saying, Dave, the, the battle that we've been in that humanity the world has been in for generations upon generations is is something that um for many of us we didn't know was going on because that that spiritual battle has been on been ongoing from the very first uh the very first moment that that jealousy 
started building up in, in Satan, a created creature's heart, <laughs> you know, and Absolutely. from from that very moment to extending to when when Adam made that 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 first sin and, and death entered into the world, um, we've been dealing with it ever since. And um, the important thing is is really like understanding the reasons why just like we, we that we've talked about today and then what we do afterwards after understanding that we've been in a struggle that we've been in a war um and and who the, the two sides are in the midst of this battle and how this war has continued um you know the question is what do we do from there absolutely and it's it's really like edu- the, the point of education is to grow and to change and to be better yeah. That's right. right. It's it's just like looking in the mirror. Right? You look in you wake up in the morning, you go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, wash your face, you're ideally looking in the mirror in the morning to make sure you you know, maybe you still got soap on your face in certain aspects, <laughs> right? Maybe you got toothpaste on the side of your mouth, right? And then it what happens. are you gonna do? <laughs> it happens, of course. What are you gonna do? You're gonna fix it. That's right. right. You're going to fix it. And that's exactly what it is when in terms of education, but more so when we're talking about uh, spiritually. Um, and honestly, in the Bible, it also talks about it. The same thing in James chapter one, verse 23. Right. And so when we're when we're when we're talking about these things and you guys are listening to these things, of course, you're going to have thoughts. And that's perfect. Right. That's what you're supposed to. You're supposed to have thoughts and you have to you have to uh, be critical with those thoughts. Are those thoughts from the Bible yeah. or are, are those thoughts from someone else? Mm. Right. Or are those thoughts my own? Right. And again, when we're talking about God, we have to really be able to be humble. We have to be able to put away, put aside our pride. We have to be able to put aside our ego. Right. We have to put aside our personal feelings. Right. We have to put aside maybe certain experiences that we've had. Put aside what church we go to. Put aside our family background. Put aside what pastor we listen to. And again, be like, just like he said in Acts 17, 11, be of noble character. Amen. And check the scriptures to see if all the things that I'm doing is accurate to see if all the things that is going on is accurate is it based off the Bible not what Dave and Ray are saying the thoughts and opinions of these guys right because honestly that doesn't mean anything right Mm. our thoughts your thoughts, my thoughts, it, it doesn't mean anything when we're talking about God. The only thing that matters is the Bible. If what we're saying is exactly in line with the Bible, then it's not Dave's words. It's not Ray's words. It's God's words. It's just coming out of our mouths. Amen. And at that point, we have to really be critical and we have to really think, if that is actually correct, then I need to find a way to accept it. Right? If it's easy, it might be easy, but it also could be difficult. Right? Again, the path, right? The path to heaven is narrow, but wide is the gate to destruction. Right. Ooh, so this was a lot. <laughs> oh, man. This was I feel lot. like I feel like I feel like we just went went like eight rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, yeah, this, it was, this was good. It was very good. It was really good, especially coming off the break that we just had. This was this yeah. was amazing. I hope that you guys got the real full impact of this, right? Of this this war, the six thousand year war that's going on between God and Satan, between God's people and Satan's people, right? This this battle for resources, this battle for us, and the things that we have to do to protect ourselves, the armor that we have to wear, right? The word needs to be wrapped around our vital organs, spiritually speaking. Amen. Right? Amen. Because God lost 
reign, his reign, and he lost his creation. He's still fighting, but he will win. And we need to make sure that we're on his side, continuously fighting with him. And the only way we can do that, the only way we can make sure that we have the right weapons is to make sure that we have the right word. And in order to do that, we need to make sure we're able to be in the correct mindset to be able to come out from Satan, from being that POW, from having that Stockholm Syndrome, right? We need to make sure that we think critically and check the word because only the word can truly bring us out of those situations. Only the word can truly protect us. So if you're not studying... If you're not studying currently, contact us. We'll set you up. We will set you up. We will set you up with the best instructor for the Bible. We will set you up and you will learn every single thing. Right? Well... Hopefully, you guys learned a lot. Hopefully, it was engaging. Hopefully, you have fun. Please remember to like, share, and smash. (laughs) Smash. (laughs) Calm it down just a little bit. (laughs) Smash the share button and share it to all your friends. Yes. However, whether it's a button or not. Yes. Yes. Whether, whether you're pressing the share button or whether you're just <laughs> sending a link to one of our pages, yes. by all means, share. Yes. yes. Continue, Dave. Continue. <laughs> and this is Dave signing off with Ray. And you have been listening to Re- Reconnect. Connect. Yeah, we're going to have to oh, work man. on that next time in the oh, future. Man. Guys, oh, have man. a good evening, morning, or uh, dinner. Noon. Evening, morning, or dinner? Okay. Bye, guys. Either way. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Praying for you all. See you next time.